Hey poetry fans, it's Alice. This is Poetry Says. The poem I want to talk to you about today is incredibly old and incredibly short. It's a haiku from the 17th century, which is probably already setting off alarm bells. I know that many, many people have been forced to write haiku against their will and they have horrible memories of them. But this poem, something about it, I remember exactly where I was when I first read it. I was standing in line waiting for my coffee. I was working at this job that I absolutely hated. And uh, it just took me to a totally different place. So let me read it for you. See what you think. And then we'll go from there. So, In Kyoto by Basho. In Kyoto, hearing the cuckoo, I long for Kyoto. So you might be sitting there uh, counting the syllables, the so 575. It doesn't quite fit that. Um, this is a translation by Jane Hirschfield. Um, the Japanese does fit, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But, yeah, there's just something about this. It really captures something very difficult to describe, but very powerful, I think. I'm not sure what it was that I was thinking when I first read it. I don't know if I could really articulate what it was that meant so much to me at that time, but thinking about it for this recording, I kind of came up with this idea that maybe this is Basho expressing that feeling that we sometimes have when we're having what should be a peak experience and it's just not quite sinking in. He's in Kyoto, he's in the beautiful capital of Japan at the time, He's hearing the cuckoo, which is apparently Japanese symbol for um, many things, but one of the representations of the coming of summer. It's a beautiful experience, but he is longing for Kyoto. He's not in it. He's longing for it. So that was one interpretation I came up with. I, I looked a little bit further into the symbolism of the cuckoo as well. And apparently there's also, it's also sometimes used as a symbol of unrequited love. So maybe he is actually talking about a person in this. In Kyoto, hearing the cuckoo, I'm longing for you. Doesn't quite have the same ring to it, but perhaps that's it. But I thought probably the strongest interpretation that I could come up with at least was, again, that inability to kind of appreciate where we are when we're there. This comes up a lot when you're traveling, I think, especially when you go to a place that you've been just wanting to go to for so long. You get there, you land, you're at the airport or you're at the hotel and you think, all right, I'm here. Why don't I feel like I'm here yet? And then you go to all the tourist sites and you take the photos and you just, sometimes you just don't feel much of anything those big peak experiences they just never quite live up to what we expect sometimes and sometimes it's the much smaller things like when you go and buy something from a local shop and you talk to somebody and that actually feels much more maybe authentic for lack of a better word but it's not just traveling though um Someone I met the other day was talking about her upcoming wedding and how she's really worried that she's putting so much expectation on the day that 
when it's actually her wedding day, she's not going to be able to appreciate it because how could it possibly live up to all this expectation? And it's not it's not just with things like weddings. It's things like, say, you finish a really hard round of exams and you've just been waiting for this day of freedom and then it comes and you don't quite feel as ecstatic as you thought you would. Or maybe you get offered a job that you've just been wanting so badly and then you front up at the office and you're just like, oh, okay, this isn't quite as good as I thought. You're still longing for that thing you can't quite grasp. Let me read it to you in the Japanese. I don't know if this will help or hinder, but we'll have a go. So the Japanese goes, Kyoto ni demo, Kyoto natsukashi ya hototogisu. That last word, hototogisu, that's the word for cuckoo. How good is that? Hototogisu. So to do a really dodgy translation of this, I would say, and this isn't going to work in the haiku structure, but I would say, even though I'm in Kyoto, I still feel nostalgic for Kyoto when I hear that cuckoo. Something like that. But I think Jane Hirschfield probably does a slightly better job. I think the, the other reason I love this poem, the more I've thought about it, the more I've thought it's really, really relevant to us today because of all the pressure we have around us to be in the moment. We've got to be mindful. We've got to appreciate what we have. The other day I was looking at my um, my little carry bag for groceries and it's got all these buzzwords on it and one of them is mindfulness. And I'm just thinking, yeah, mindful grocery shopping, totally. And, uh, you know, you see those posters everywhere, these pastel coloured quotes everywhere saying, you know, be here now kind of thing. And it's just it's so much guilt comes along with that because it's actually very difficult. Your brain is not built to do that. It takes a lot of training to be able to be in the moment. So I like this poem by Basho very much because he is acknowledging that it's actually very hard to be in Kyoto and not still be longing for Kyoto. You know, to be at your wedding and not still be kind of waiting for that peak moment of experience to come. So those are my interpretations. I mean, there's probably a thousand more you could come up with, which is why haiku are so wonderful, um, even though they're so maligned. So that's what I think, but I would love to hear what you think. You can reach me at poetrysays.com and you can find me on Twitter at poetrysays. And if you would like to talk about a poem that you love and you want to share it with the interwebs, then get in touch. Don't be shy. Come and let me know. Thanks for listening. <laughs>